Let's magnify the name of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Great and mighty are you, O God. We bless your holy name. Dear God, there is none other like you, Jesus. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the honor tonight, dear God. Have your way in this place, O God. Let your Holy Ghost move upon our hearts. Move upon our minds, O dear Jesus. We come to seek your face. We come to call out to you, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name. If you have a Bible, let's turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11 and beginning at verse 1. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. And by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about what is beneficial to me. What is beneficial to me. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. Reading this, this chapter here early, earlier this morning, and Coming to verse 4, I had to, as I began to read, I had to stop and think what the writer, what Solomon is trying to get across to us. And for Solomon to say it, you have to sit back and you have to take note of what he is saying because somewhere in the midst of all of his getting of stuff, somewhere he realized and recognized, somewhere God revealed to him, that it wasn't all about the possessions. It wasn't all about the things that he was gathering. It wasn't all about the things that he had accumulated. But because he said here, riches will not profit in the day of wrath. I've come to find out that you may and I may be able to obtain things in this life. But when that day of judgment come, where I have to stand before God, where we have to stand before God, it's not going to matter how much money was in my bank account. It's not going to matter uh, how big my home was. It's not going to matter how fancy my car was. What's only going to matter is what I did for God and whether I obeyed his word, whether I applied his word to my life. You'll read throughout the scriptures and you'll come to an account where Jesus told them about a man that how that this man he had a lot of stuff he had a lot of stuff 
And it was so much stuff that he had that he thought to himself that I need to make this place a little bit bigger so I can fit all my stuff in here. Once he did that, the Bible says that he said to himself, soul, take thy knees. And he just propped his feet up and he just relaxed. But the Bible says that the time came where the voice came to him and said, thy fool, tonight, this day, is thy soul required of thee. And as you find out that this man and all of his stuff that he got and that he obtained, that it didn't profit him anything. He wasted time in this life gathering the possessions of this world. But when it really mattered, none of that could help him. I want to know tonight what is really profitable for me tonight. I want to know what is going to be beneficial to me when it's all said and done. There's a lot of people, they spend day after day, year after year, in the same old routine, trying to make money, trying to um, build bigger barns and bigger, bigger houses. But I don't want to do that tonight. I don't want that to be my focus tonight. I understand that we have to live in this life. I understand that we need money to do that. But I don't want that to be my focus. I don't want that to be my number, pro number one priority. I don't want to build like this man did when he had all of his stuff. But I want to do what Noah did. The Bible says that by the spoken word of God that Noah, he moved with fear. And that the Bible says that he built an ark and that it was to the saving of his household. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to build something that is going to be based on the word of God. And that when it's all said and done, it's going to last and it's going to profit me. It's going to profit my household. It's going to be a big payoff when it's all said and done. I don't want to waste time wandering in circles in this life. And it doesn't benefit me anything can be seated tonight. Said the day of wrath. There's a day of wrath that is approaching. That is going to be on this world and the people that live for this world and live for the things of this world. I'm so thankful tonight that I know that I'm not appointed to wrath tonight. I'm so thankful tonight that I know that because I've obeyed the word of God, and that if I continue to obey the word of God, and if I continue to be renewed uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that I'm not appointed to that day, because there are a lot of people, they are ripping and running throughout this life, and they're trying to build and trying to hold on to the things of this life. But I have an understanding tonight. We got to have an understanding tonight. The Bible tells us that we, this, this world, we have no continuous city here. This thing is not going to last. It's not going to remain. This world is going to pass away. And I pray to God that I grab a hold of something that is a whole lot bigger and that's a whole lot more important than this life. I don't know about anybody else, but I came in this place to grab a hold of eternal life tonight because that's the only thing that's going to matter tonight. That's the only thing that's going to last. You can be seated tonight. That's the only thing that's going to be profitable to me tonight. The Bible tells us that 
In the book of Jeremiah, you'll read about a group of people and how that the Bible in Jeremiah, it tells us how that God began to work with his people. He began to pull them out of some horrible situations. And the writer said that when they was when Israel was young, they followed the Lord. They sought after him. They they sought his face. They was a they allowed God to lead them and guide them. But somewhere down the line, the Bible says that they turned away from God and they began to follow after things that did not profit them. I want to make sure that I got a hold of what's true tonight. I want to make sure that there is nothing that can turn me away from following after the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care how flashy it is. I don't care how nice it looks to the appealing eye. I don't care how much the world pumps it up and makes it seem glamorous and all of these other things. I want to make sure that my heart is fixed on Jesus Christ tonight. I want to make sure that I got it down in my heart that nothing can cause me to turn away from the Lord Jesus Christ and cause me to follow out the things that will not profit me, that will not benefit me. Come on, somebody. You're in the house of the Lord tonight and I want you to know that you're not just here, but you're in a place that can benefit you. You're in a place that can profit you greatly tonight. I want you to know if you came in here with a sickness, you can walk out of here healed. I want you to know if you came in here in need of the Holy Ghost, you can leave here filled with the presence of God dwelling in your life. You can be seated tonight. Begin to follow after things that didn't profit them. They begin to follow after idols, worship bell, things that couldn't save them, things that couldn't deliver them, couldn't set them free. And you'll read where the Lord asked them, He said, Why don't you sit down? And, and cause, in other words, He was telling them, Consider what you're doing. He said, None of the other nations. This is not told any, uh, anywhere. None of the other nations, they don't turn away from their gods, and they're not gods. In other words, what he was saying was, these other nations, they are faithful to their gods, and their gods aren't gods. They, their gods can't heal them. Their gods can't set their gods can't provide for them. When they call upon them, their gods won't answer them because they're not God. I want to understand tonight that I'm serving the one true living God tonight. And I have no intentions of turning away from him and following things that won't profit me, that won't benefit me, that can't save me, that can't heal me, that can't set me free. Oh, come on, somebody, make it up in your mind that I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. You can be seated tonight. They began to follow things that didn't profit them. If you're not careful, you can think that coming to the house of the Lord there's no nothing, there's there's no importance in that. It's just a, a Wednesday night service. It's not just a Wednesday night service. 
it's another opportunity for God to do a, a wondrous work, a miraculous work. It's another, you gotta, it's all about your mind frame. If you came in here saying that it's another Wednesday night, we're gonna play another songs, a couple of songs, and we're gonna hear the preaching and then we're gonna go on about our way, then that's all it'll be. And that's all you'll get. But if you came in here expecting somebody to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, Come on, somebody. You need to go ahead and start speaking some things in existence. You need to go. Come on, somebody. Go ahead and speak some things into existence. Let God know, I believe that you're going to work a word tonight. I believe that you're in this place, and we're not wasting our time, but you're here to heal. You're here to set free. You're here to deliver those that are bound. Come on, somebody. Come on, young person. Get your hands in the air. Call upon the name of the Lord. That will profit you. That will benefit you to learn how to call upon the name of Jesus. There's nothing in this world that will benefit you the way that Jesus Christ will. You can be seated tonight. Nothing. There's nothing that is going to benefit you the way that Jesus will. A lot of people, young people, a lot of times I can say this because I was a young person at some point, and I can remember the pressure. I can remember somehow not being able to focus on the things of God knowing that, in the back of my mind, knowing that this was right and knowing that it was a good thing, but somehow there was always a pull. There was always a tug looking at something else or desiring and wanting something else. I want you to know, young person, I know the world tugs on you. I know the world pulls at you. But I want you to know that that stuff out there, it won't benefit you. It's not going to give you nothing but heartache and pain and misery. A lot of people think that, well, if I if I got if I got money, money will benefit me. Money only causes more problems. The more money you get, the more problems you're gonna have. It's only gonna, and when you pursue that, you're only bringing yourself hurt and pain. Because the Bible teaches it. The Bible talks about how that the love of money is the root of all evil. And it talks about those that they stray away from the faith in, in pursuit of those things. And the Bible says that they only, they, they, uh, they uh, pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Many sorrows because uh, that's all they pursue. That's all they want. There is, it, nothing else matters but money to them. Nothing else matters but advancing to them. And they pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Come on. I don't want to cause myself any unnecessary pain because I'm pursuing the wrong thing. I want to pursue the one thing that can profit me tonight. Jesus said it like this. He said, what? Does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and he lose his soul? I want you to know tonight that your soul is more important than your bank account. Your
Your children's soul is more important than climbing the success ladder of this world. It's more important. Living for God and serving for God, serving God is more important than this world. Because at the day of wrath, it's not going to profit you anything. But I promise you, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and been filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be glad on that day that you're not a part of that number. You can be seated. You'll be glad that you live for God. You'll be glad that you separated yourself from the things of this world, from the things of this life. I'm telling you tonight that we all have something great here tonight. And somebody needs to make it up in their mind, and you need to stop allowing the devil to talk you out of what you have. You need to stop allowing the devil to cause you to believe that things aren't right. I want you to know that things are right. If you're a child of God and you're baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it can't get no righter than that. Come on, if you... Oh, come on, somebody. You got to convince yourself tonight that I'm in a good place. God has put me in a good, in a profitable place. You can be seated tonight. There are things that are profitable for us. There are things that we think that are profitable for us. There are things that really are profitable for us. And if you're not careful, you can find yourself fighting against some of these things. You know, the Bible tells us that all scriptures, all the scriptures, is inspired by God. And it tells us that it's profitable for doctrine. It's profitable for reproof, for correction. Now, that correction thing, not too many people like that. Not too many people want that. But you know what? I've learned, and I'm continually learning, that it's a good thing to be able to take correction. It's a good thing. I ha- I've had to be corrected a couple of times. And you know what? If you really want to be right with God, and if you really want to be saved, you ain't got a problem with correction. You take it with no problem. Because you know, I want to do it right. I want to know how to do it right. I want to know how to say it right. I want to know how to go the right way. I don't want to go the wrong way and lose out. So you want somebody to steer you in the right direction. You want somebody to tell you, or we should want somebody to tell us the truth. Even if it hurts sometimes. I promise you, you'll thank God when it's all said and done. When you've listened to correction and you realize that it's profitable for me. It's not for me to kick against. It's not for me to fight against. It's not for me to stick my lip out. It's not for me to walk around and murmur and complain about. It's for me to grab a hold of it 
and say, this is profitable for me. I'm going to listen to it. I believe in God's word. I believe in God's plan. Come on, somebody. Don't get upset if you have to be corrected. Thank God that he loves you enough to correct you. Let me tell you something. If you know you're wrong and correction ain't coming, I would be very afraid. I would be very scared. But when it comes, you know that God loves you. He cares about you. He want to make sure that you make it. And so don't kick against it. Don't fight against it. Thank God that he loves you enough to tell you what's right and what's true. can be seated tonight because it's profitable. I know I'm wrong. The correction ain't coming. I'm very afraid. I'm very scared. But I want to grab a hold of the word of God tonight. I want to know what's profitable for me, what's beneficial for me tonight. I want to understand that every opportunity that I get to come into the house of the Lord and lift up my hands. Do you know it's a good thing to lift up your hands? Do you know it's a good thing to open up your mouth and cry out to the Lord? Come on, there's nothing, there's nothing more disappointing than to me than people that have been filled with the Holy Ghost and we come into the house of the Lord. We know how good God is and we look around as if we're new to this thing. We ain't new to this thing. Come on now. We if we're if we're, if we're really apostolics. We know how apostolics act. Come on. You look in that book of Acts book and their mouths was open. Their hands was up. They prayed into the house shaking. Come on, somebody. We know what we're here for. We're here to bless the name of the Lord. It's profitable for us. We're here to call out to him. It's profitable for us. We're here to leap for joy. We're here to run it out. We're here to pour out our hearts unto God because it's profitable. It's for my good. It's for my benefit. You can be seated tonight. You learn how to call upon the name of the Lord. And it's all for your good. It's all for your good. Problem is, I get very, I get afraid and I have to examine my own self. Because if I'm not calling out to God, then who am I calling out to? My hands ain't lifted up in the house of the Lord, then where are they lifted? If I'm not worshiping God, then who am I worshiping? Or what am I worshiping? What thing am I worshiping? People say, oh, well, you know, I'm not the type to, to shout. I'm not the type to lift up my hands. Yeah. I bet you'll do it if you won the lotto. Let's see if you're the type to shout then. Let's see if you're the type to dance then. Or... Since we don't play the lotto, if you inherited a large sum of cash, I promise you, you wouldn't be just sitting there all prim and proper. All stark. Starchy. I promise you that. People 
will walk into the house of the Lord and they say, well, you know, I'm uncomfortable doing this. I'm uncomfortable being loud. I'm uncomfortable raising my hands. But they'll go to ball games and they'll lift up their hands. They'll open up their mouths and it profits them nothing. They came in with problems and depressed and they're probably going to leave even more depressed if their team lost. And the problems are going to get just greater and greater. That didn't benefit them one thing. Not one thing. But we're in a place tonight where God is our God tonight. And I promise you, you come in here with your hands lifted up, with your heart lifted with your hands. I promise you, it's going to work out for your good. I promise you that you're going to leave here better than what you were when you came in here. You be, you watch out. You may have came in here with a sickness. If you come in here and pour your heart out, you just might leave here healed. You just may leave here whole. Come on, somebody. Why don't you go ahead and give it a try? Go ahead and pour your heart out. Go ahead and call out to him. Come on, this shouldn't be a strange thing to us. This is what we do. We praise God. We call out to God. We pour our hearts out to him. Come on, I want you to know worshiping the idols of this world is not going to benefit you anything. But worshiping the king of kings and the Lord of lords will do you a whole lot of good. In Jesus' name, in the mighty name of Jesus, come on, somebody, cry out to him. I want to know what's beneficial to me. Coming into the house of the Lord is beneficial to me. Living a life of righteousness and holiness is beneficial to me. Praying and reading the word of God is beneficial to me tonight. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, great and mighty are you, dear God. We need you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, cry out to him. Pour your heart out to him. He's worthy of it. Nothing else is worthy of it. Nobody else is worthy of it. Jesus Christ is worthy tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on. Come on, nothing else is going to profit me in this world. The only thing that is going to profit me is what I do for God. That's the only thing that matters tonight. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. You can be seated tonight. This is what it's about tonight. Living for God is what it's about tonight. This world is going to pass. This world is going to leave. And when I stand before God, I want to make sure that I have lived for something greater than this world. That I poured my energy into something more than this world. There are people all over. They're pouring their hearts out to things that is not going to do them any good. 
it won't do them one good. You'll read in the book of Jeremiah as he was talking about how that they begin to follow after things that didn't profit them. And he made a statement. He said they have taken their glory and they have changed it and have followed after things that won't profit them. Their glory was God. And that word change, if you look it up, you'll find out that it means to do away with. But one word that is very familiar to us all is exchange. And if you think about exchanging, when do we exchange things? We exchange things when it don't work or when it's not operating the way that we thought it was supposed to operate. We either go exchange it for for something of the same value or for something that is better. We don't exchange it for something less value, but that's what they was telling God when he said that they've changed their glory. They exchanged him for something that would not profit them anything. And I want to make it up in my mind that I'm not doing away with God. I'm not trying to swap him out for anything. God works just fine. God's ways are just, God's ways are perfect, matter of fact. I need to get my eyes open and understand that the only thing needs to be changed is my viewpoint, is what I'm desiring, is what I'm seeking after, is what I'm longing for. That's the only thing that needs to change because there is no problem with God and the way he does things. Come on. My ideas need to change. My attitude need to change. My conversation need to change. My lifestyle needs to change. If something's going to change, it needs to be me. It's not God. You can be seated tonight. It's not God. There is nothing wrong with him. And how he does things. You'll find out that people will try to find fault with God. Now, understand that people don't just come out of their mouths and say, well, God, you're doing things wrong. They don't do that. I don't think anybody is that crazy enough to do that. But you'll find out that people... They say it without saying it because you'll find out that all throughout the Bible when they murmured and complained against Moses, it was against Moses. But you'll read what the Bible says that they murmured and complained against Moses and the Lord. So when they complained against God's man, what they were saying is, God, you don't know what you're doing. You're not doing this thing correctly. You're not doing this thing. You're not running things Right. That's why it's so careful. You got to be careful on what you say and how you say it and what your attitude is like because you don't ever want to raise up against God and tell God how to do his job. God knows what he is doing. He knows how to do it. God knows how to run his business. What I need to do is learn how to be quiet and learn how to be thankful for what God has done in my life and what he continues to do on a daily basis. 
Come on, I can't lose my thanksgiving. If you lost your thanksgiving, go ahead and inhale and exhale. That's because God has been good to you. Go ahead and move your hands back and forth and you'll realize that God has been good to you tonight. I don't have room to be unthankful. I don't have room to be ungrateful. I don't have room to murmur and complain. God has been too good for me to fall into that kind of a mind frame. You'll find out people will complain all day long and don't even realize the shoes that they got on their feet is because God has been good. The clothes that they got on their back is because God, God has been good. Come on, you're in your right mind tonight. You better thank God for that. That ain't something to take lightly. God has been good to you and to me. He's been good to this church. He's been good. You can be seated tonight. There's nothing going to benefit you the way that God will benefit you. Come on. You might think that you need to make it in the sports world, but I'm telling you, that won't do you one bit of good. You might think your big break is making it to the uh, Hollywood somewhere, but that won't do you no good. That will destroy your mind. It will destroy your life. But I promise you, you're in a good place tonight that will benefit you. Don't let the devil cause you to let go of it. Don't let him talk you out of the church. Don't let him talk you out of your experience tonight. You can be seated tonight. Don't forget what God has provided for you. God has put blessings in the people's life. And I know there are some people that become so unthankful and ungrateful and they begin to destroy it. They begin to destroy what God has put in their lives. I don't want to destroy what God has given me. God has given me good things. And I want to remember what he has given me. God has blessed me with health tonight. That's a good thing. More importantly, he's filled me with his spirit. That's a great thing. God has provided me with a loving wife, a loving daughter. God has provided me with a wonderful church family. God has provided me with a home. He's provided me with a job in the midst of a bad economy. There's a lot of things for us to be thankful for tonight. You can't ever lose your thanksgiving. God has been too good. I know that complaining spirit wants to come on you when things are going bad, but you just got to take inventory of how good God has been. And you'll find out that God has been good. He has been so good that the little things that are going wrong, you can look past it and put it in God's hands and trust and believe that God will work it out just like he did all the hundreds of times before. This time is no different. God is still working. God is still moving. He is still providing. He still has his eye on you. So I want to know what I have tonight, that it is a, it's beneficial to me. The Holy Ghost 
it is beneficial to me. Being able to come to the house of the Lord, it's beneficial to me. You got to stop looking at it as as it's boring. You got to stop looking at it as just another service. You got to stop looking at it like that. And you got to look at it as another opportunity that God is going to do something great. What are you expecting tonight? What is your expectation tonight? Did you come expecting great things from God? Or did you come expecting, oh, it's just the old normal thing? No service is just the old normal thing. Every service is a new opportunity for God to fill someone with the power of the Holy Ghost. Every every service is an opportunity for me to come in and be renewed with the power of the Holy Ghost. Got good things here. I believe that people look for solutions when the answer to their problems is right there in front of them. And they walk past it day in and day out in search of something else. You're not going to find anything else that is going to help you the way that the Holy Ghost is. You're not going to find anything else. I'm not going to find anything else the way that the Word of God will. The way that God will. God can hold things together in your life. The world, their ideas, and their opinions will tear your life apart. But God knows how to hold you together. God knows how to hold your family together. But you got to put it in his hands. You got to let him work. A lot of times, I try to tell God how to do things. No. I got to be quiet, and I got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and see God coming through on my behalf. Well, it's been over a year, and things are still the same. Don't worry about it. God is working. Well, it's been two years, and I'm still wrestling with this sickness. Don't worry. God knows about it. Just trust and believe that he is going to work it out. Trust and believe that his timing is the right timing tonight. Stop being impatient. Stop wanting things when you want it. And learn how to wait on the Lord. Learn how to know and trust and believe that God knows what he is doing. Let's remain standing tonight. I want you to know on that day of wrath, that day of judgment, only thing that's going to be beneficial, whether you grabbed a hold of this word and got it down in your heart, whether you obeyed it, whether you applied the gospel to your life, that's the only thing that's going to matter. Whether you made it big in this life, I promise you, God is not going to care about that. How big your bank account is, you probably can buy everybody else off, but you won't be able to buy him off. He's not going to look at your bling and be impressed by that. It's not. The only thing he's concerned about is, did you obey my word? Did you forsake all? Did you forsake this world? Did you obey my word? Did you apply it to your life? That's the only thing that's going to profit me that day. It's the only thing that's going to be beneficial to me on that day. I want to get a hold of it now. I don't want to try to wait then and try to grab a hold of it 
that's going to be too late. But while I have an opportunity, while there's breath in my body, while I'm living in this dispensation of grace, where I have an opportunity, where he can be found, I want to do it now. I want to do it now. I want to understand what I have now. There are some people that have sat here in these church pews. And you know, a lot of people say, well, I'll just leave and I'll come back. If you think it's that easy, it's not that easy. Once the devil get a hold of you and once he wraps chains around you, you'll find out that pride, you'll find out that guilt, condemnation gets a hold of you. You'll find out that it is not that easy. I don't want to play any games with what God has given me. I don't want to play any games with the opportunity that he's given me. I promise you, when that rich man lifted up his eyes, I promise you he wanted to do it all over again. Think about this. There are people that are in the wrong place tonight, eternally speaking. And they wish they could be where you are tonight. They wish they, they could be on these church pews hearing the word of God. They wish that they could hear the songs being played. You don't want to waste not one opportunity, not one moment. You hear me, young person? Don't play any games with God. God wants to work in your life. But the devil wants to destroy. The devil wants to destroy. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how I don't care about the cars, the gleam. It's all a facade tonight because that would not profit you anything. It would not benefit you. The devil is just trying to pull you away. He's trying to allure you. He's trying to cause you to go astray and get you out into the world and destroy you in hopes of killing you. We need to know that what we have is a good thing tonight that it'll profit us tonight, that it'll benefit us tonight, that God has nothing but good things for us. God's plans for us are nothing but good. He said, I know my thoughts toward you. Those are good thoughts tonight. They're loving thoughts tonight. They're caring thoughts tonight. He cares about you. I know we have our parents I know we have loved ones, but God's love supersedes any other love. He loves us tonight. Somebody grab a hold of what you have here tonight and make it up in your mind that where God has placed me is a good place tonight. It's going to benefit me tonight. And at the lo in the long run, on the bigger, pit, bigger scale of things, it's really going to benefit me. When that time comes for me to stand before him, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Somebody lift up your hands. Call upon the name of the Lord. Cry out to him.
Jesus said, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and lose his soul? I can pursue everything in this life. And if I lose out on eternity, if my family lose out on eternity, it profits me nothing. Come on, somebody. Don't allow the devil to distract you. Don't allow the devil to knock you off course. Don't allow him to get your eyes on things that will not profit you. Don't allow him to cause you to start wondering and following things that won't profit you. Don't allow him to cause you to start wondering and following idols of this world. That is not going to profit you one bit. Not one thing the way that God will, the way that a Holy Ghost apostolic service will. Come on, somebody, cry out to him. Lift up your hearts with your hands and cry out to him. Come on, this is a good time to ask God to help you, remind you of how such a great salvation this is and that you have everything that you could possibly have need of. Come on, I need some young people to grab a hold of that tonight and get it down in your heart. I have everything that I have need of. Come on, you want to remember your creator in the days of your youth. You want to remember what he is doing. You want to remember what he's already done. You don't ever want to forget about it. You don't ever want to lose Thanksgiving. You don't ever want to lose your praise because God is worthy of it tonight. This altar is open tonight. I invite somebody to come down with your heart lifted with your hands, calling upon the name of the Lord. This ain't a time. You don't want to play games. You want to pour your heart out to God. I'm not promised another opportunity. I'm not promised another chance. So I want to make the best of it tonight. 